Go with me to two openings, please. Matthew, the ninth chapter, and Mark, the ninth chapter. We've been on a series for some uh, weeks now called According to Your Faith. According to Your Faith. You know, if you got faith on the front of your church, you should hear about faith sometimes. <laughs> and, of course, you, you do. But can you hear about it too much? Well, can you overcome too much? Can you have too much victory? Can you please God too much? Well, then we're all right. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. Matthew 9, 27 says, When Jesus departed there, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. You know, some people say, well, uh, you know, healing's been done away with. Well, has mercy been done away with? They asked for mercy and got healed. Well, if he'd have mercy on them, why wouldn't he have mercy on you? And uh, Jesus said when he came into the house, the, the two blind men followed him, came in there to him. And, and Jesus said to them, believe ye that I am able to do this. Now, this is not an isolated instance. People would talk to Jesus about getting delivered, getting free, getting healed. And he would talk to them about believing. Now, religion has changed this. But Jesus has not changed. Is he not the same? Yesterday, today, and forever. And no respecter of persons. So whatever he said then, he's saying now. Whatever he said to them, he'd say to you. He hasn't changed. The only reason you need to change is because it wasn't right then. <laughs> well, perfection doesn't need to change. And there will be no updates to the Bible <laughs> or to the plan of redemption, you know, the Word of God version 3.5. Uh-uh. That means it had problems or deficiencies in version 1.0. Mm -mm. No. And uh, it says uh, they came to him and he said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Yes. Then touched he their eyes and said. Now you might think because he asked them, do you believe I'm able to do this? Then he'd say, then according to my ability. No. That's not what he said. What did he say? According to your faith, be it unto you. So he's telling them this is how it's going to happen. They want to be healed. He said, this is how your healing is going to take place. It's going to happen according to what you believe. Now, if you've read the scriptures, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, again, this is not an isolated instance. How many times did he tell people, as you believed, according to your faith, 
Your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you whole. I'm quoting different verses. This is not something you just see or hear a time or two. This is the way he ministered to people right and left. They would talk to him about their need and he would talk to them about their faith. According, everybody said out loud, according to your faith. So how's it going to happen? According to your faith. Is that what most church going people believe? No. 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 What do most church going people believe? How are things going to happen? According to the will of God. If it's God's will. If it be God's will. According to his will. His time. But that's contrary to what Jesus said. It's contrary to the Bible. People are adamant. Oh, they get indignant. Well, I want you to know God is sovereign. and He's in control. And everything that happens, he has a reason for it. That sounds good. It sounds like you're showing respect for God. It's wrong. I said it's wrong. If it was right, then he would have said, then according to the will of God, according to God's plan, according to God's will, and it would be in keeping with what so many preach and teach and believe. But who has the right to change what Jesus said? He said it's going to happen how? Now, if it's true that things are going to happen or not happen in our life according to our faith, and yet most people are believing it's according to his will, that would explain why a lot of things are not happening. And the problem is, is people are blaming the not happening on God. Can you see this? Go with me to 2 Corinthians and uh, the second chapter. I mean, when you begin to talk about these things, you can feel irritation. You can. Because you're poking a holy cow. You say, well, God is God. God's in control of everything. Said who? God's controlling you. So everything you have done, God was controlling you. Whether you had raisin bran or cornflakes this morning, that was God's foreordained choice. It ain't true. It's not true. You really do have a free will. And you can choose to do his will or not do his will. And he will allow it. And that's why the earth is in such a mess. Because men have chosen to ignore God and rebel against God. And that's why all the disasters and all the tragedy and all the cruelty. And yet, it's preached in churches all over the world. 
People are saying all this havoc, all this chaos is somehow, we don't understand it, but it's the mysterious overall plan of God. Nothing happens except it's his will. That is just a lie. It's not true. Some time ago we taught a series for several weeks called You Choose. And if you hadn't heard that and you're puzzled about this, let me recommend it to you. It won't cost you anything. You can download it. You can go get your hard copy of it. And we go for weeks. We go scripture to scripture to scripture based on what the Lord said. He said, I set before you life, death, blessing, cursing. You choose. He said, if you keep my commands, you do what I tell you to do, all these blessings are going to come on you. If you don't, all these curses come on you. And like we got into it talking about, if God is really completely controlling everything, there can be no if. There is no if. It's just the will of God. Now here's what's going on. Second Corinthians 2, are you there? Second Corinthians 2, verse 11, he says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. Is there someone else doing things besides God? Jesus referred to the devil. He dealt with wrong spirits, the enemy. And he talks about not being ignorant of his devices or of his plans, his mind, his plan, his device, his schemes. Skip on over. This comes up several times in this book of 2 Corinthians. Go to the fourth chapter. Just a page or two over. 2 Corinthians 4 and 3. It says, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine unto them. Who's the God of this world is talking about? Is God our Father blinding the minds of them that don't believe? Certainly not. Who's it? Who is this? And he's called what? The God of this world. Who is ruling and reigning in this world right now? The devil. God is not controlling everything that's happening on this planet. People think that's blasphemy. And I'm getting to why this is such an issue. It is the enemy's device. How many believe the Bible? Are you sure? Who's the God of this world? Who? Is this referring to our Father? No. No. You remember when the enemy was tempting Jesus in the wilderness? Showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Remember that? And said, all this I will give to you if you'll fall down and worship. He said, it's been delivered to me. And I give it to whoever I want to. 
Is that true or not? He said, ah, it ain't true. It has to be true or it couldn't have been a temptation. And the Bible calls it a temptation. So who, if you want to be more accurate, who's in control of this world? (laughs) Except for pockets of folks like you and me. (laughs) Except for pockets of people like you and me. The devil and those influenced by him are running this world. Which explains the darkness, the death, the cruelty, the pain. Because he is a destroyer. That's who he is. That's what he is. He has no compassion for human beings. To him, we're something. He enjoys destroying human beings. This is not a fairy tale. He's a real being. And evil was found in him. He used what God gave him and made him to be to create evil and lying. He is the father of deception. And so it's no wonder that you see all the deception in the world because he's ruling it through people yielding to him. Do you believe the Bible or not? Now skip over to the 11th chapter, the same 2 Corinthians. Like you can see, all of this is in 2 Corinthians. This, this keeps recurring through this book. 2 Corinthians 11:3. he said, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. We just got through reading, the enemy blinds the minds of people who don't believe. How are things going to happen in this life? Not according to the will of God, not according to what you need, not according to what you want, not according to what's fair. Uh, You hear people say sometimes, well, life's not fair. Well, of course it's not. (laughs) Did you just figure that out? If you're waiting on the world to be good to you, life to be good to you, you're going to be perpetually disappointed and confused. God is good. God is fair. Oh, hallelujah. But he's not running everything in this world. Now, don't despair. There's coming a time. Soon and very soon. This thing's going to wind up. And the kingdoms of this world, they will become his. And he is going to rule and reign with a rod of iron. And he's going to do it with us. He's training us for what's coming next. Didn't the Bible say we're going to rule and reign with him? And when he is in control completely, it's going to be a totally different thing. No more sorrow. No more crying, no more pain, no more curse. Have you read the back of the book? That's what it looks like when God is in control. And soon and very soon it's going to be that way. And it's going to stay that way perpetually, I guess, as far as we know. But right now, what's going on down here? Most of it's not God. 
the God of this world, has blinded the minds of people lest they should believe. Now notice how he does it. We saw we're not ignorant of his devices. Look at verse uh, 14. It says, no marvel for Satan himself is what? Transformed into an angel of light. Then it's no great thing, verse 15, if his ministers also are transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Horror movies, Hollywood versions of the devil and demons are total junk. Got nothing to do with reality. It's all only inspired to put fear into you. The truth is far different. Do you think if the enemy is influencing a script about the devil and demons, he's going to tell you the truth? <laughs> how that they've been stripped and defeated by Jesus? And how that believers have authority in Jesus' name? And if you resist them in faith, they just have to run away as in terror? Uh-uh. No. He's going to portray the devil and demons to be monsters and horrible things that you are powerless to do anything about. Lies, lies, lies. But one of the biggest lies is that he never would come to you that way as a monster because you'd know it was him. How's he going to come to you? Back up to verse 14. How's he going to come to you? The Young's literal translation says, the adversary does transform himself into a messenger of light. And in his, those that are under him, they pass themselves off as ministers of righteousness. If you're looking for something in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork, you're going to totally miss this. What are we talking about? His methods of operation, his devices that we shouldn't be ignorant of, is that he passes off what he does as God. Can you see this? That way he can continue to operate unchallenged because if it's God... What are you going to do? If it's God doing it, if God sent the hurricane, I mean, our society is permeated with this. Acts of God, tornado, tore through a trailer park, killed little children. We don't know why God took them. Ignorance. I said ignorance. Our good father is not destroying little children's bodies. With tornadoes. Ignorance. There's an evil entity. He's the God of this world. If he can, he'll get in a storm. If he can, he'll influence people to do criminal acts. Wherever he can, he influences leaders. He's the God of this world, which means he's got his fingers in stuff all over the planet. And it's not hard to figure out. If it's stealing and it's killing 
and it's destroying, Jesus said, it's the thief. He said, but I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, friend, it's so simple. A two-year-old, a three-year-old could get it easily. The devil is a bad devil. He does bad things. God is a good God. He does good things. They're not working together. They never swap jobs. Come on, are you listening? Men's theology have, have convoluted. And the enemy has influenced religions big time. And the main thing he does is transform himself and hide what he does as God's works. Come on, somebody said out loud, by the grace of God, I am not ignorant of his devices. Lord, open my eyes to see what is you and what is not you. Do you know what blaspheming the Holy Spirit is? People talk about it. It's attributing the works of God to the devil. Can you see what's going on? The enemy, he wants you to attribute his works to God. And then he wants you to attribute what the Holy Ghost is doing to the devil. This is why he's called, said to be so subtle, so crafty. He's so tricky in these areas. So beware of attributing a thing to God. If it's bad, don't you know your father's good? Why would you assume it's him? I know you, you, we may think we already know some of this, but could you know it too well? Are people still getting tricked right and left about this? How are things going to happen in our life? The things we desire, the good things we need and want. It's not just left up to God. It's not just left up to his will or his power. In Mark 9, it talks about that. I tell you what, for time's sake, you head over to Genesis. And I'll, I'll mention this to you. But you go, head over to Genesis 3, if you would, please. Let's talk about how this happens and what happened. In Mark 9, we had talked about how that the man brought his son to the disciples who had been having seizures. And they, they did what they knew to do and could not get him set free. Just because somebody prayed for you or you prayed and did some things and it didn't work out, that does not prove that it wasn't the will of God. It just means for whatever reason you didn't receive. Tell me again how it's going to happen. According to God's timing. <laughs> If that's how it is, Jesus would have said that. Wouldn't he? Why couldn't he have said that? According to God's time. He could have just said, be patient, blind men. According to the timing of God. When he's good and ready. He could have said that. Couldn't he? According to the mysterious planet. You won't understand it. And it may not be God's will. 
for you to be healed in this lifetime. He could have said those things. He didn't say those things. Men have made up this stuff and passed it off as God. Who does that sound like? Who does that sound like? Attributing the works of the enemy to God. Oh, I'm I'm excited about this. I believe a lot of people are going to stop getting tricked. People like you. I believe a lot of folks, the enemy's been tricking people, tricking people, tricking people. But he's going to go to do it again. They're going to go, hold hold on, hold on. Oh, no, 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 uh-uh, no. Don't, don't you try to tell me this is my father doing this in my life. You know, my, my dad's in heaven. And uh, he, he's, he's a man, made a lot of mistakes. He'd be the first one to tell you. But he's good daddy to us. And, and I'm a good friend of me. And, and, and if you came and tried to tell me my daddy did this evil thing and my daddy did this bad thing, you ain't making any friends with me. Right. Come on, can you see this? You're talking about my daddy. He's a good man. Right. Oh, your daddy, you know, did this and he stole and he lied and, and he went in this house and destroyed all this stuff. I said, what, what, what? You don't know my daddy. My daddy didn't do that. Well, if I, if I would stand up and believe in my earthly daddy who's had failures and mistakes, why couldn't I stand up for my heavenly father who's never lied, never failed? He's not cruel. He's not the destroyer. Stand up for your father. Don't let people tell you lies and you accept it and believe it. And, uh, This man told Jesus, he said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And the good news said, Jesus said, if you yourself can, everything is possible to the person who has faith. The man tried to put it all on Jesus. If you can do something, help us. And Jesus turned it right back around and said, what do you mean if I can? If you believe. What's it according to? Our Faith. That's where Jesus put the emphasis. I think we should keep it where Jesus put it. And not let people change it on us. Now in Genesis 3. Well. Hold your place. Mark eleven twenty-two. Now you know teaching on faith. We had to get here at some. <laughs> is that right? At some point. <laughs> Jesus had spoken to the fig tree. And it dried up. From the roots. And it took it a few hours. For this to happen. When he first spoke to it. You couldn't tell that there was any change. But hours later. They saw the tree and the leaves. And the Bible tells you. It happened at the roots. Underground where you couldn't see. This is how faith works. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things what? not seen. It works first in the unseen realm. Then the results show up in the scene. Everything happens inside out. Spirit, then flesh. And uh, they remarked about it, how soon this has happened. And Jesus said what? He said to them what? Now they're remarking about how he just spoke to this and His words, obviously of faith, changed a physical, material thing 
in this world in a matter of hours. Now religion would have worded this differently. And even you, even though it says this, you can read it with religious glasses on and never even see that part. You can read it and go, they said, Jesus, look how quick it, it dried up. And you can read it and go, and Jesus said, yes, I'm the son of God. I can do this. But don't you try it. I'm the son of God. I can do this. But don't you try it. That's not what he said. He didn't say anything like that. He said, if you couple this with Matthew's account, he said, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but if you say to this mountain, is he telling them they could do what he just did? Is he telling them that? Certainly he is. He said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. That's not what religion teaches. Religion says, yeah, Jesus did it because he's the son of God. Ooh and ah, but don't try this at home. Because you're not Jesus. Who do you think you are? Had somebody that really thought they were saying something negative to me one time. They said, well, you're just trying to act like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. Who do you want me to act like? Is there a better example? The Bible said be imitators of God as dear children. Jesus did not do these things in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as God. Philippians describes how he laid aside his mighty weight and glory and power and became like other men. That's why there are no miracles recorded. Now, there's some apocryphal things, but don't you believe it. They'll have Jesus healing little friends when he was a child or raising a little bird from the dead. Not true. Not true. Don't you believe it? The Bible said the first miracle that happened was the turning of water into wine. And this happened after he was baptized in the River Jordan and the Spirit of God came on him. Come on, can you see this? Why? He had to be anointed because he's functioning as a man. Well, if that's true, and what he did, he did as a man, then you could see the glorious possibility if he would anoint you with the same spirit and give you the same authority, then you can walk even as he walked, which is what the scripture commands us to do. Oh, but the devil has hid this. He's lied about this. He's covered. Oh, you're a worm. You're a failure. You're this. Don't you dare try to act like that and say you can do that. Just trying to mock you and put you down. But when Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. He didn't say, Peter, Peter, who do you think you are? I'm a son of God. You think it? No, no. Tell me what he said. Come on. What did he say? What did he say? Come on. Wonder if he still says. Come on. Come on. Come on and do what? Come on and do what I'm doing. That's why I'm here. I'm showing you how to do it. Come on. Do what I'm doing. Pray like I pray. Speak like I speak. Minister like I minister. Oh, Jesus is my hero. Is he your hero? I'm growing up. Just like him. Didn't he say that when he returns, we'll see him as he is because we'll be like him. As he is so are we 
in this world. Everybody say it out loud. As he is, so am I in this world. That's not later on when you get to heaven. That's walking like he walked. Hallelujah. Are you in Genesis? Third chapter. Now, God has created everything in this account, including his man and his woman. And you told them not to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. That if they did, they would die. And in the third chapter, you see the subtlety, verse 1, the subtlety and craftiness of the enemy. The serpent was more subtle. That's the same word you saw in 2 Corinthians. What does subtle mean? Just what we're talking about. Not obvious. The enemy is never obvious. He never comes to the front door and says, Hi, I'm the devil. (laughs) I'm going to try to trick you and tempt you. Never, never, never. And he won't come as himself. Tell me how is he coming? He's coming as though God sent him. He will tell you he's from God. He transforms himself into an angel of light. He's subtle. And he said to the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. I'm moving too fast. <laughs> I didn't finish Mark 11. Can you pause right here? Okay, go back to Mark 11. Mark 11, 23, what did he say? Have faith what? Have faith what? Have faith in God. Say that out loud. Have faith in in what? In God. Why would he say that? Like that. Have faith. In God. Then he describes in verse 23 and 24. How faith works. When you say it. And how faith works when you pray it. But. They're looking at something that changed. In this natural realm. Because Jesus spoke to it. And what does he tell them? What does he emphasize? Have faith in God. Now you'll hear people say, well, so-and-so, you know, they, they have a lot of faith, but I don't understand, you know, they, they hadn't got what they, they need, but they got a lot of faith. What does that mean? I have a lot of faith, people say. In what? In what? You'll hear people say, I believe in prayer. Is that the same as having faith in him? (laughs) Not necessarily. Can you see this? I believe in working hard. That's not the same as having faith in him. I I just believe in this. Have you heard people say what they believe in? I just believe in. Paul said in Timothy, he said, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he, oh, somebody say he, He. 
Notice it didn't say she. So we say, well, he, she, whatever it is, that means you don't know him at all. It's not a matter that a he is better than a she. It's just what he is. You don't look at me and go, she. Right? Amen. says, well, well, could be a she. No, no. You either believe the Bible or you don't. He. Stay with what he said. He said, I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have trusted or committed to him. This is personal faith in a person you know. Religion has changed so much of this. What's your faith, people say? And they mean your tenets of belief. I believe in being a good person. I believe in doing good things. I believe in, which is not at all the same as faith in him. And this is what the enemy attacks. Not faith in principles. Not faith in morals. You hear people say just just crazy stuff. Well, I, I, I believe there's a justice in the universe. That, you know, what goes around comes around. Well, there's sowing and reaping, but mm-mm. Now, you can, you can look all your life on this planet for justice and be disappointed. There's justice with God. And ultimately, out beyond this life and past all this, the righteous judge of all the earth is going to have the last say. But Jesus said what? Help me out. Have faith in God. Now, Galatians says that faith works by love. Other translations say it works through love. Faith works by love. Faith works through love. And so the enemy knows this. So he goes for that. And it begins by questioning. Did God say? What? Can, we, we know the rest of the story. What's the enemy doing? He's trying to set this up to get them to do what? To question and then doubt and then disobey. Who? Not, not a religion. Not a set of tenets of beliefs or rules. A person. A person. Come on, can you see this? Look look back in Genesis now. He said, has God said? Did God say? Has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of all the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. There's no confusion here. And the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. 
The devil fathered, invented lying. If he's the father of it, that means it didn't exist before him. Now we, we, in the world we live in, it's all around us, all we've known. People lie and deceive and trick. But there was a time when it didn't even exist. And there's going to be a time when he's removed. And it's going to be no more. But what's this about? Can he make them disobey God? No, he can't. He can't make you either. People say, the devil made me do it. Not true. It's just not true. Back up. You shall not surely die. This is a direct assault on the character of the Almighty. It's impossible for God to lie. And yet, what is the enemy saying? What's he saying? What's he implying? That that, it's either just not true or it's partially not true, but still he's calling God a liar. You see, same thing. He's attributing his attributes to God and accusing God to them of doing what he's doing to them. Right now, can you see his subtlety? He said, God didn't tell you the whole thing. God's, and he's the one doing the lying. But he's talking about lying and pointing to God. You won't really die. You won't surely die. No. For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes will be opened. You'll be as God's knowing good and evil. This is an attack on their faith in the person of God. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And in that same verse is talking about how he deceives the whole world. That's how he deceives is through his lies, his accusations. He does it against you. He does it Two people in your life against you. He does it against you about them. He lies to them about you. He lies to you about them. He lies to you about God. And there are millions on this planet who believe those lies. Where was God when you needed him? You prayed your heart out. You did everything you knew to do. Where was God? It doesn't even exist. This is, these are things from the enemy. He brings them. He'll bring them a hundred times a day. And he's endeavoring to get you to question. When the disciples were in, in the boat with Jesus and the storm came up. Do you remember that? Storm came up. And uh, Jesus is asleep in the back. Looks like he's just going to sleep right through the storm. I mean, the waves are pitching. Boats getting filled with water. Finally, they, they thought, we can't take this anymore. They went back and they shook him and they said, Master, Master, wake up, wake up. Don't you care that we perish? 
Why would they say that? Don't you care? He got up. He spoke to the wind and to the waves as the Son of God. Uh-uh. 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 As a man. As a man. And then he said, peace, be still. And the wind quit blowing. And the waves calmed down. Then he turned to them and said, why are you so full of fear? How is it that you have no faith? Why would he say that? If he did that as God, as a son of God, he shouldn't have said that to them. But if he did it as a man, and they could do something as men, then you begin to understand why he said it. Their absence of faith and being full of fear was connected to them questioning his care for them. Don't you care? Don't you care? This is the thing we've got to be on our watch for. Where is God? Does he care? If he cared, why didn't he help you out? You're crying. You're begging. You're doing everything you need to do. Where is he? Has God said? Well, why didn't he do it? Where is he? And friend, there's always going to be stuff we don't understand. But there's no excuse for questioning his love. Questioning his character. Questioning his faithfulness. Questioning his truthfulness. When the enemy brought up that God might have told him something that wasn't right, what should have happened? Come on, help me. What, what should have happened? Man, Adam and Eve, Adam should have stepped up for one thing. So of sitting back there in the shade. I don't know what he was doing, but he ain't doing his job. Adam should have stood and said, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord told me to keep this place. And this thing's getting out of hand. Right? Now, if you got to quit listening to this guy. This is not right. No. We will not entertain the idea that God might have misled us or lied to us. No. I will not even entertain the idea. Oh, friend, if you'll do that. What if they'd have done it? We'd all be in the garden. With no curse. We can't throw rocks at them. All of us have done the same thing they've done. But let's stop it. It moves me when I read this story. Look at it again in Genesis 3. They, when he said, uh, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God's. Knowing good and evil. He, he's saying, God's keeping back something good from you. He knows that it didn't just say you'll be as gods. If you look at the other literal renderings, you'll be as God. You'll be like him. And of course, that's his problem. He's the one who wanted to be him. He's breathing his junk into them. And uh, he's saying, 
No, you won't die, die. They didn't even know what dying was anyway. You won't die. God knows when you take of this marvelous thing here, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to see and know things just like him. And the implication is, and he won't be over you in it. He won't be able to lord it over you. You won't be dependent on him. You'll know everything he knows. And the sad thing is they bought it. Verse 6. She saw the tree was good for food. Lust of the flesh. It was pleasant to the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Tree to be desired to make one wise. Pride of life. She took it. She ate it. She gave to her husband. He ate it. And the sad thing is. They didn't trust God. They didn't trust him. They listened to this rebellious liar and believed him over their creator, their father, who'd never lied to them, never done anything but good to them. How many have have it in your heart, I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. In life, I want to trust him. In death, with my last breath, I want to trust him. Come on, are you with me? Why should I not trust him? Who can I trust more? Why should I not trust him? What did Jesus say? Have faith in God. Like Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. He said, he said, I'm not ashamed because I know in whom I believe. And the reason he'd use that word is because half a dozen times through the scripture, it says nobody that trusted in him will be made ashamed. Nobody who ever relied on him and held to him was disappointed because he didn't come through for him. You got to make up your mind that you're not going to be moved by what you see or don't see, feel, don't feel, what happens, what doesn't happen, you trust him. Somebody say, I trust you, Lord. Stand on your feet, everybody. Lift up your hand to him. Say it out loud, Father, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.